Okay, everybody wants good love, that's true, I know Derrick Jones about to break it down with the relationship gumbo Welcome to the podcast, ain't no doubt we all need this Ay, Cause better relationships need better ingredients Ay, So if you want better relations, it's about communication Finding love, staying together, we all wanna make it better Yeah, Derrick Jones the host, your relationship coach Thank you all for tuning in, relationship gumbo And welcome to another episode of the Relationship Gumbo Podcast. My name is Derek Jones and I am your host. I'm a certified life and relationship coach, an engineer, a strategist, and a mental health advocate. And today we have a topic that you guys live through. Most of you live through, but you don't really think about it in terms of mental health and how your mental health directly or indirectly affects their relationship health, like how you show up when you come home and those type of things. But we're going to talk about some scenarios that you may not think about as you're going through this life, because, you know, a lot of us are living on survival mode. We're trying to figure it out. We're trying to figure out how to supplement the income and do all these different things. And we don't think about how we show up. So we're going to talk about that tonight. However, right now, what I want to do is I want to introduce my special guest, And before I bring her on screen, let me tell you a little something, right? Me and her haven't had a lot of extensive conversations, but you know how, and this is what I've been telling you guys, those of you who've been rocking with me for a while, it's something about discernment. It's something about how people's energy feel. And, you know, a few weeks ago, I had my high school reunion, you know, the fifth fifth high school reunion. And, um... (laughs) And she came with a friend of mine that I went to high school with. And so exchanged a couple of things. And I was like, I need you on the show. I think it probably took about three minutes before I said that. So she's here now. And when I tell you, before I bring her up on the screen, I always research a little bit about my guests. And I told her this before we came on. And I was like, you do a lot. Like when I talk about people that I connect with, loving what they do, being a servant leader, her picture's in the dictionary like this, servant leader. And I'm telling you, wait until she's about to come on the screen. I'm telling you guys, so make sure you invite your folks on here because we're about to get it in. So stand by. I'm going to put her on screen and unmute her, make sure she's good. Welcome to the show, Miss Rhonda Wood. Thank you so much, Derek. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So what I want you to do is I want you to tell people just a little bit about yourself and what you do, and then we're going to get right into the meat and potatoes of this thing. Okay. All right. Well, my name is Rhonda M. Wood. I'm an international empowerment speaker. I'm a published author. I'm a talk show co-host. I'm a life coach, and I identify as the world's number one mental health advocate. Not to outshine you or anything, Derek. I know you're a mental health advocate, but I identify as the world's number one mental health advocate because I am super passionate about what I do. I can talk about it all day, every day in my sleep and with my hands behind my back. See what I'm saying, (laughs) y'all? Was I right or was I? Y'all haven't even heard us talk about the topic yet, right? So... (laughs) So let's do this. Um, I want to at least acknowledge a couple of people in the comments. Tashura's here. Alicia's here. Uh, Esmeralda's here. TK's Chronicle of a Black Sheep Podcast. Dope discussions with Erica. Love you all. Make sure y'all bring y'all plus fives in here. 
and uh, let's get it going. So we're about to get started. So what I did was, and of course, this list that I have isn't every single scenario, but I picked out some things that I think would be the most uh, important to the viewers here and the things that we go through every day. Um, that's real common now, especially in 2021. So I'm going to start with my first bullet point and then I'm going to pass the baton over to, uh, to Rhonda so that she can kind of add her input and then we just going to let it flow like we always do here every week. So here's the first area that I want to tackle, which is huge because I know a lot of people, like I said earlier, are trying to figure out where the next dollar's coming from. People are trying to supplement their income. Entrepreneurship is the new sexy. Everybody's trying to figure it out. And, and there's a lot of brand new entrepreneurs that never did it before trying to figure it out. And a lot of times while you're trying to figure it out, there's some small prices you have to pay sometimes. And a lot of time it affects your mental health. Um, and there's a there's a whole range of emotions and roller coaster rides that you have to take that you a lot. I would say most of us who've never done it. This is new. Like you who knew the only thing you know that you're doing is you're trying to, uh, you know, take care of your family. You didn't necessarily expect some of the pitfalls that, that come. So what I want to do is I want to um, pass it over to Rhonda. And what I want you to do is because you are an entrepreneur. I want you to kind of cite maybe a couple of things that new entrepreneurs go through that affect their mental health. And then and then we'll segue into how that shows up into relationships. I think that's a great topic. I think a new entrepreneur and new entrepreneurship, I think it um, can certainly affect your your mental health because it requires and demands a certain level of sacrifice, sacrifice of time because there can be long hours sacrifice of money obviously you need some money some capital to get started and get going um certain uh level of commitments you know you there are um certain level of goals you have to make goals or you may have to even sacrifice those goals you know you may mm -hmm. have planned to take a vacation to jamaica or around the world or greece or going out the country and you may have to sacrifice you know those types of things in order to fulfill your your goal and your dream of, of being an entrepreneur. So yes, it can be challenging. You know, it's a certain level of taking risks, taking big risks. Um, and it certainly can, those types of things can certainly contribute to a certain level of stress, certain level of anxiety, uncertainty, the unknown. You know, you may not make the, the money that you want to make right away. And so, you know, you might get some nervousness, <laughs> some nervousness in the, hey, I've been there, I know. <laughs> So I've heard of some people, you know, having to hide the car around the corner because, you know, you don't want anything to get repoed, you know, so, you know, there's, there's definitely some issues relating to mental health that can come from venturing out into entrepreneurship or, or starting off as a new entrepreneur. Yeah. So, so here's my little <laughs> add on to that, right? So you talked, we talked about stress, anxiety, and in, in some cases, depression can happen. Um, and I, you Absolutely. know, I, I've had a, a couple of little stints here and there throughout the years and, um, the stress that comes along with, um, especially if, if this is something that you're doing to kind of save you, like you, like I'm working and I'm, and I'm working check to check or, and I need some extra income. And it's like, this means everything you put all of your emotion 
all of your energy and all of your time. Notice I'm using the word all on purpose, all of your energy, all of your emotion and all of your time into this thing that you think is going to save you. But when you do put all of that in there, guess what happens when something doesn't work? The whole, the, your whole mental state goes to shambles. And so the way I want to segue this is, is when you're going through all of these emotions or trying to figure it out, because it's not going to work right the first time, mm-hmm. then you have to, if if you're starting a home business or if you're doing something outside, either way, if you if you have a family or if you have a significant other that may be living in the same household or even if they don't live in the same, it could be a boyfriend, girlfriend situation. When you show up, it's hard to shake it off and still be the person that you were before you started this journey. And so the 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 angle that I want to take this is when you do decide to make these sacrifices, like you said, and the emotions and sometimes the stress and all of the other stuff that comes along with it. What we don't realize is, and I'll, and I'll take this, you know, personally, and I've seen, you know, men and women, but I'm just saying personally, what happens is you have that goal. And let's say your why is your family. If your why is your family or your significant other, and you're focused on that, you're thinking about the money. You're thinking about the process, but you're not thinking about they still need you to be <laughs> a part of the family. And what ends up happening a lot of times is the family will be upset because you're not giving them parts of you. And and then a lot of times the response is, but I'm doing this for you guys. And so there's a disconnect because they want you to be to cater to the family. But you're like, I'm doing but I'm doing this for you. And I've been in that situation a couple of times where I was like, but. My, my And Alicia will laugh when I say this. I always say, I'm trying to create a legacy for the family. And she's like, but dude, we we haven't gone out. Let's go out. Like, you, let's have some fun. And I'm like, no, I got to build a legacy. And so you sometimes you, and, and I know there's sacrifice involved, but losing the present to try to do all of that, you miss time, especially if you have kids and stuff like that. So, it, you know, you, you, uh. You, you got to really make some decisions. And and a lot of times, and I'm going to segue this back over to you. Um, when people are dealing with these things like this in the family dynamics, because you are a mental health advocate, what what um, what do you think are, are a couple of things that that people really have to take into consideration as they try to ride the fence between taking care of the family and being an entrepreneur if you follow what I'm saying, like what what should the mindset be in order for you to tackle both? Or is there just is it all or nothing? Wow, that's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I definitely feel like the individual who is trying to venture into entrepreneurship, they certainly have to have to do a double role, especially in the beginning. Yes, you want to be able to show up like you say, you want to be able to give your all to your business. It's no point in doing it if you're going to do it halfway. And in the same way, you also need to be able to continue to give your all to your family. You don't want to have to, you know, them only to experience you halfway. You don't want to give to your business and give your family your leftovers. You don't want to give your all to your family and give your leftovers to your business. So trying to kind of have that delicate dance of how can I show up fully and and be successful in both areas. 
both professionally yeah. and personally at home, whereas everybody is happy. My customers and my clientele is happy and my family is happy. And I think an, an important component of that, an important ingredient is one, there has to be a level of communication. Hey, let's get the family on board and let the family yeah. know. This is what this is. This is my goal. This is my dream. And I really need everyone's full support. I need my significance other, whether that's your spouse, your girlfriend, whomever. Um, I need your 100 percent full support that might and, and say what this might entail. Let them know in advance. These are some things that you may experience in the beginning. There may be some long hours. There may be some travel. I need to network in order for this to be successful. Yep. You know, and then you kind of go from there. There may need to be a certain level of compromise on both ends. Hey, you know, how about 10 hours instead of 12 or something like that? How right. about, you know, you you can work during the week, but give us the weekends or whatever that is. But I definitely feel like there needs to be a level of communication so that we know what the expectations are in advance. Yeah. And I think that kind of, you know, cut down on some of the misunderstanding and, you know, things that can that can go south really fast. Yeah, it's very important, I think, too, just to piggyback on what you said, is to have that communication of letting them know. And, and you're not going to know everything, but it's important to kind of let them know along their path, like, hey, this didn't go the way that I wanted it to. It's going to go this way. I need your support. I might not be here, you know, on Saturday like I normally am for a couple of weekends, but this is why, you know. And I think, you know, a, a family that loves you, as long yeah. as you deliver it with kindness and grace and love, then eventually they'll get it, right? Um, I'm going to read a couple of comments um, here, and I'm definitely not reading all of them. I'm going to just pick out a couple. Um, <laughs> dope discussions with Erica says you can't use the family as a reason to go so hard if the family wasn't consulted about what it should look like. Exactly. Exactly. And and, and, and here's the here's the, the thing, right? Just to, I'm going to say it one more time. When you do start this new venture, it's important. Like today, if you're watching this video and you start a business next week, let your family know what you're about to go into. Because a lot of times we'll see this thing like somebody somebody was in our inbox like, hey, you got to do this thing. And you're like, hey, I got to do this thing. I'm starting tomorrow. I gave them $300 to start and I'm about to. And it's like the thought process isn't there. So your family, if your family doesn't know what your plan is then it looks chaotic to them and they don't understand. So it's not fair to them either. Um, let me let me get uh, Reverend Kevin Montague. Uh, let me see here, sir. <laughs> uh, prayer has to be involved to ask God to help everyone in this process. Um, family yeah. has to come first because without the support of your family, then the business will crumble. Exactly. Awesome comment. Awesome comment. And, I, and I'll tell you, the spaces that I've that I've fallen into is feeling like I had to do it myself, like all by myself. No, just let me do it. And even when they try to help, it's like, no, I got it. I got it. And it's a hard lesson to, to learn that you can't do everything by yourself. That is true. Entrepreneurship is not a one person job. <laughs> yeah, it definitely, it definitely takes a community. It takes some delegation for sure. So I'm gonna take one, I'm gonna do one more comment and then I'm gonna go to the next bullet point we have here. Love Tucker says if we agreed that taking care of the family is attending to moments and quality time, not just making money via your own venture. Yeah, yeah. I think I think as a as a society and a community, 
we go hard for that money so much that we don't even consider <laughs> anything else. It's like I always talk about, and I and I want you to speak to this a little bit too, because you you uh you move in, in a lot of um, entrepreneurial spaces and deal with a lot of different people. That w- let me let me ask your opinion about this, because this also adds to some people's stress. I'm a, I'm gonna spit out a couple of terms to you, and you let me know what your first reaction is. Team okay. no sleep. Can I say that one more time? Team no sleep. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> hustle, <laughs> hustle till you till you die, and all of that. What do you what do you what do you feel when you when you as an entrepreneur as a as a successful functioning entrepreneur? How do you feel when people say they don't have to get any sleep because they got to get it done and all of that? Well, I mean, one, I do think, like I said in the beginning, I do think that entrepreneurship does have a certain level of a sacrifice of time. However, I also think it is important. Self-care is important. And part of that is making sure you get rest so that you can function properly to be able to make these great decisions. <laughs> and most people successful. So, yeah, yeah, I get it. I mean, there, there are times when, you know, you may have to work some late hours. You may have to even work late. But I definitely believe in getting the sleep and allowing your brain to reset. So yes, absolutely. Function. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that and that, you know, as a. Uh, 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 tonight's show being, um, you know, the, the the foundation and the nucleus of this being about mental health. When you don't get like, it's one thing to get less sleep than you normally get. It's another thing to just not, right? And and that and that also affects how you show up mentally, and, and how you function, and how you focus, and and, and how you end up dealing with people. Cause I've had a couple of late, late nights this week, and and uh, and I actually I actually um today I I um I took a day off work today because I was like I didn't get enough sleep. I've been doing I've been running because I've been as you see I've been doing all of this stuff, and I'm trying to make sure that what I had in my brain I got off, and you know it doesn't work the first time the way you want it, and blah blah blah. And so I had a couple of like three and four a.m. nights, and I'm like I gotta wake up at five. Oh, wow. <laughs> I got to wake up at six to log wow. into work. And I was like, you know what? Let me go ahead and take a, um, I'm one of those type of people, again, self-care, mm-hmm. mental health, all of this stuff. I'm one of those type of people that, that has a whole ton of vacation time, but I feel like I got to be there. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm trying, I'm learning to detach. Uh, that's why I took off today. Cause I'm, I'm one of those type of people that I'm like, if I'm not there, it's gonna it's gonna blow up, and let me let me make sure they good. So yeah, I'm I'm getting there. <laughs> um, okay, so we are gonna move to the next um, to the next bullet point here, which I know, especially in the area um, where we are in, in the DMV, um, that corporate life, the work stress, the commutes that we have, um, and how that affects your brain and how you show up. Both at work and at home, it's kind of tangential to the entrepreneur life. It's a lot of similar stuff, but there's a lot of pressure that comes along with that as well. And just having that's the, if that's your primary job, if something happens, then everything that's a lot of pressure for a lot of people, especially down with the whole COVID thing and the, and, and the jobs, all of this stuff. But what I want you to um, kind of comment on is. Similar to to how you function as an entrepreneur, but now we want to get into the mind of the nine to five showing up every day, dealing with the boss, 
dealing wow. with the commute. Like these, like some people commute so like an hour and a half, two hours each way. And then they got to go to work. And what that fatigue and what that stress does to your mind and how you have to show up like that every day. And we can talk about relationships or whatever, but I want you to speak to in your and maybe in your experience or maybe, you know, what you see. What does this look like underneath the hood? Like if you peeled the peeled the peeled the cap back and you and, and how does that like because some people deal with it, but they never really talk about it. They just do it. So what I want you to do is to talk about like how some people really um, function or not function when they're dealing with this stress. Like we're talking about bosses. We're talking about commutes. We're talking about, you know, not being able to use the bathroom unless you clock in and out. That's a lot. So I want you to speak to that a little bit uh, from from the from the the how it affects your 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 mental state. Sure, absolutely. Man, I am happy to share about this part because let me tell you, Derek, there was a time not that long ago where I would wake up at 5.30, leave out at 7, I'm sorry, wake up at 5.30, leave out at 6.30, drop my daughter off at school at 7.30, get to work at 8.30, which was actually an hour early. And I had to drop my daughter off in, in Maryland, in Silver Spring, go down 16th Street through D.C., all of that lovely downtown D.C. traffic to get to work an hour early. I would get there an hour early, work through lunch, and sometimes stay late. And then come home, would have to cook dinner. Sometimes I would stop and get groceries, you know, check homework, do laundry, let the dog. I mean, it was crazy. And this is what I did Monday through Friday, nine to whenever. Sometimes when I got home, I still had to log on and do work. And then I was even attached to a mobile device on the weekends. And so this is what I had to do to support my company. And this is and this was me building someone else's dream. And then finally yeah. I realized, man, all this time that I'm spending in traffic, all this time I'm spending going back and forth, all of this time away from my family, again, building someone else's dream for a company in which my name is never going to be on that wall. <laughs> and so yeah. what does that do to you mentally? What does that do to your mental health? Again, stress, you know, feeling conflicted because this is what you have to do to pay the bills. All of that was so that I could provide a living. And of course, we want to be great providers for our family. We want nice things. We work hard. We want to be able to play hard. But what good is it when you're working so much and you don't even get to enjoy it? You're not getting that time with your family. You know, so yeah. that's why I appreciate entrepreneurship so much, because it allows you to have that financial freedom. It allows you to have that freedom of your time and time more time to spend with your family it allows you to have less discouragement less unhappiness less of feeling that pressure oh i have to get to work on time i have to be a good um producer of work product you know yeah. I, there's certain tasks that i have to get done there were times when i had competing demands from people and i knew the only way i could get it done was to continue to work extra hours so the, the, the work, the corporate America, as you know, many people can probably relate to, was certainly putting a lot of stress to put in a certain number of hours, a certain level of work product. You know, I mean, in high level companies, you know, they want every T dotted, every I, I'm sorry, every T cross, every I dotted. You know, you didn't put an extra space after period. That was your job. You, you had trouble sleeping at night. You know, yeah, it was that yeah, those high yeah. expectations and it was just so stressful. 
Yeah, I, I, um, I'm gonna read a couple of comments, but I do want to make this one comment about this because this is like near and dear, near, super near and dear. Um, the reason why guys that are watching the top, the specific topics that I chose tonight, I picked them because they, they affect your mental health, but these are the things that we don't think about because we in it. Like we're working and we're doing these things and we're focused on it every day that we don't even really get the opportunity to step outside of ourselves and say, wait, I need, I need, I'm stressed or I'm depressed. We don't even call it anything because we're in it. Like I went through a few periods where I knew something wasn't right, but I didn't know to call it depression because I, I got to show up every day. So I, I, I specifically chose these because when you're in that rat race and you have that schedule and the kids and the whatever else is going on, we don't even think about taking care of this because everything is controlled by this. <laughs> we got to keep that healthy, too. And so just to kind of go to recap, being an entrepreneur, being in corporate America, all of these things matter. And it's not like in in. Um, being a mental health advocate, a lot of these things, like I always used to tell people, you can't, even in relationships, I always say this, you'll never really be able to control them. But you can control how you react. You can control how you deal. You, you control how you deal with them. So these things that we think are impossible to move or impossible to make adjustments like our jobs, even dealing with our families, could be a huge stressor. How do you exist in a home where you got all of this going on outside? You come in, you got all of this going. There's no way that you could be a functioning, empathetic, compassionate person when you got all of this stuff <laughs> on your shoulders. So this was important for us to um, talk about because I really need people to understand that you do. And that in a lot of my shows, it's about your boy. Just a little bit. So I, I, um, I really wanted to bring this because it took me a long, long, long time to realize that I needed to put me on the priority list. No oh. matter what the goal was, I have to. My wife tells me this literally every week. Like, dude, when are you going? Especially now. My job didn't ask me to come back. They're like, we going we like y'all being at home. We get more work out of y'all. So, and I'm like, so when you in the house all the time, my wife will be like, dude, did you go outside today? I'm like, uh, I did dang, I didn't go outside. I didn't even go out and smell the fresh air. I'm in the house. And that's a whole nother conversation right there. But we gotta we gotta take care of ourselves. I'm talking to myself too, guys. So I'm gonna read a couple of comments here, and then we're gonna go to the next few uh the next few bullet points here. Um Erica, dope discussion with Erica says, I used to get an instant headache when I walked through the door of my job. My body would automatically tense up in anticipation of the BS. Woo! Been there. <laughs> I'm with you, girl. <laughs> that anxiety, man. It, it's... I don't even want to think about it. I'm going... I'm, I think I got PTSD from <laughs> from some of, the, some of those call, those meetings and those emails. I, some mornings, I'll look at that thing. Mm. <laughs> Um, <laughs> let me see who, let me see if I can get some, uh, let me see here. Uh, let's see. 
Some people use their lack of sleep and rest as a badge of honor and proof that they're being productive. Not true. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Let me tell you that something. Is- I, I ain't no spring chicken no more. I need my sleep now. I, I need sleep and naps. <laughs> I still get it done. Got to work smarter, not harder. Um, and then I'm going to read uh, Love Tucker, and then we're going to move on. Um, having panic attacks twice a day, every day during the week, and breaking out into hives. I knew I had to walk out of that nine to five box. It did not work for me. It's wow. it's serious. Like you you think about just just take away the job, the traffic, <laughs> the traffic alone will drive you nuts every day. And what contributed to that was. You were stressing out because you didn't want to be late because you didn't want to, you know, get some type of <laughs> so it was just stressful all the way around. And then I don't know how many of your listeners and viewers had this issue, but with me in corporate America, there was more pressure, pressure from corporate and, and self-imposed because in many cases I was the only female. And in mm. some cases in, in certain environments, in some cases I was the only person of color in, in certain environments. So you didn't want to be the one to walk in late. You didn't want to be the one that had issues at home. You didn't want, you know, you just, you didn't want that. So we were trying to fit in. And a lot of times we were masking our stress because you wanted to look like you could handle it. Oh no, I got it. I'm in control and I'm in charge, you know? And so we would sort of, you know, suppress what we were really going through, the stress and everything, because we didn't want to look like we couldn't handle it. So. Yeah, you. I, all I'm gonna say is amen because I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> that's that's why a lot of times I don't take off when I probably should because I'm thinking about okay, if I take off when I come back, they probably even had a whole meeting. They looking at all my stuff and they gonna be like, Derek, it never fails. And I'm like, yo, you couldn't wait till I came back. And they like, nah, we went ahead and made these changes without you. And I'm like, wait, hold on. Oh yeah, right. it's that. It's that right there. Yep, that's it. So <laughs> what they can do without you. Right. That? Okay. Right. Right. Um, so we gonna oh uh, um oh there's our friend Lisa Phillips. <laughs> um I'm gonna read her comments since she popped in here. That's our mutual friend there. Um, how do you deal with individuals who suffer suffer with chronic depression and anxiety but don't want to accept help? I'm gonna toss that your way. People who deal with chronic depression and what else? And anxiety, but don't want to accept help. Don't want to accept. Well, I think that's the big part of it is that they need to be willing to accept the help. You can't force someone. At some point, they'll get to the point where the body and the mind can only take so much. If you think about it as sort of like a trash compactor, the the trash truck is always moving stuff to the back so it can fit more in. At some point, it can't take anymore. At some point, we physically and mentally can't take anymore. You don't want people to get to that point. You want to be, you hope that they be, they're able, they're willing to accept the help before they get to that point. But some people do have to crash. Some people do have to hit that brick wall. Some people do unfortunately have to hit rock bottom before they realize, oh, what I'm doing is not working. And I need to be, you know, get the support and resources that I need so that I can turn the corner. Yeah. And the other thing that I learned too doing these shows is sometimes they need to hear from a different voice. (laughs) 
true. Sometimes we want to be the superhero. We want yeah. we want to be the person to fix the boo-boos, especially when it's our children or our loved ones or somebody that we we but sometimes our job is just to plant the seed and yep. their rescue may come from somebody else. And we have to be be willing to be okay with that. Yeah, because what I what I find with my it, even with this show is people will will watch the show. And they'll say, I always knew that, but I heard it a different way. And I think I want to go get help. And I'm like, okay. But they'll have family members that's been telling them for years. Yes. There's things that I've told my daughter a hundred times. And all this, a hundred times. And all of a sudden she hear from somebody else. I'm like, yeah. I'll be like, wait a minute. I'll be like, yep. oh, well. As long as she heard it and got it, it doesn't matter yeah. how it came to her. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, it's that, that's, you know, especially in, in, the, in our community, in the black community, that stigma of and i know you know as a mental health advocate it's something serious it's 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 getting a little better but we got a lot of work to do um we've only scratched the tip of the iceberg for sure yeah exactly exactly um reverend kevin montague says the savior complex you can't save anyone yeah they gotta wanna they gotta wanna do it for themselves or it's gonna keep it's gonna keep repeating itself um uh, TK's Chronicles of a Black Sheep podcast says, now now I get up 30 minutes early to pray, meditate, and cleanse my energy. Yes. That you, you is so gotta, important. You got to yes. learn how to... De- I, I'm the poster child for not detaching. You got to learn <laughs> how to detach. I do it almost effort- effortlessly now. I'm like, hold on. Because I know what that stress... Like for me, just... I know I've talked about this maybe on a few shows in the past, but stress... Stress is something that I used to be able to to deal with really easily, but now the older version of me, yes. I, I I have like zero. I can't do it, and it starts to affect me physically so much. Like sometimes I'll get a headache, or and it's because and I'm like so when I know that something's I I'm like you know what you got it. I'm I'm gonna be over here. Let me know when you're ready to talk because I can't. I cannot. <laughs> I tell my daughter all the time. You might want to chill because I can't. And we not we not even gonna have to discuss it. You already know. So wow. yeah. That's it's awesome. I had to learn that about myself because I was the well, we're gonna talk about that later. People pleasing. Yeah. But I was that I dude. That. I took all that yeah. stress and I was like, I can handle it, I can handle it. As long as they good. Right. Nah. <laughs> Say it again. Normalize and internalize our stress and our stressors. We make it normal. We're like, oh yeah, stress. I can, and we and we wear that as a badge of honor. Being able to handle a lot of things and a lot of pressure, but it's just not healthy. And, and you're right. The older you get, you don't realize. Now, then you're carrying decades of stress that you never released. So, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Erica, Erica said, "I will detach with a karate chop." Hiya. Um, <laughs> I'm going. So since I said people pleasing, we'll go there next. Um, and I know a lot of people that watch my show, um, and a lot of people. It's funny how this works, right? How you attract people that are, are very similar to how you are. I attract a lot of um, what do they call it? Highly sensitive people, people pleasers, empaths, um, and I'll have like a whole string of them. And it's like. I talk, I've talked about this a lot, but I, I don't think you could talk about it enough. People who are people pleasers, you always going to get the, the butt into the stick, no matter how much how much you think you're going to get it back the same way. 
<laughs> it almost never happens. And it's it, it, it messes with your mind and we don't realize it because it's almost like it's almost like a drug. Like you don't get it back, you feel bad, but then you gotta go keep doing it again so you can feel can you speak can you speak to that a little bit? Oh, wow. Yes, you have to keep doing it so that you can continuously have that high of feeling valued or feeling, you know, validated or feeling important or just wanting to do something to, to make other people happy. And, you know, there's that saying not to set yourself on fire to keep other people warm. And I know yeah. that, you know, let's talk about the Olympics again for a little bit, you know, with Simone Biles and even, you know, the, the, the tennis athlete, um, mm -hmm. Naomi, Osaka, mm -hmm. how you say her last name, mm -hmm. but you know, these were two people who obviously had a lot of pressure who wanted yeah. to please the world. You know, Simone Biles obviously wanted to, you know, be there for her team, wanted to please the world, wanted to help support and bring home a medal for the United States. But it was at the risk of her own mental health. Yeah. And so she took a step back at the, at the risk of all of these naysayers, all of this negativity, all of this negative chatter, but she was like, hey, I need to put myself first. I need to prioritize my mental health and my self-care. And I'm going to do that. And when I come back, I'm going to come back with a vengeance. And y'all going to know. Right. But that was necessary. Had she continued in the, you know, in the vein of people pleasing, she could have, you know, she could have risked herself her physical health, much less her mental health. Yeah. Sure. She yeah. seriously hurt. The way she was describing what she was going through when she was doing those flips and turns, you know, you know, losing track of where she was in the in the air and possibly injuring herself, you yeah. know, she she absolutely did the right thing, and I applaud her. And even if she didn't come back, she was already a champion in my book. She right, right. The stage. She set an incredible example and said, "This is what you do." You forget about everybody else and you take care of you. You put you first and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. Again, <laughs> as as my friend Tashura says, tr I'm triggered. Um, yeah, a super duper people pleaser here. Um, but here's the thing um, as, as it relates to relationships, um, especially mm -hmm. people pleasing. The, the, the flaw and being a people pleaser to the point where you sacrifice how you feel, you sacrifice even physically just doing too much and, and, and wearing yourself out. When you don't communicate these things to people and you take it all on your back, you're, you're, you're hurting um, the relationships that you have because they don't know. And people that don't know will continue to take as long as you allow them to. Um, so it's, 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 it's heavy living in that, in that space. Again, I know this all too well. Um, you, it's almost kind of like, it's almost kind of like torture. You're torturing yourself because you, because you, you don't feel appreciated. You don't get the gratification that you want, but you keep going and you don't tell people it's too much. And you just keep going and you keep going and you keep going and it's hurting and you're stressed out and and, and you keep going because you have to please them. And, and the other person in the relationship thinks everything is cool. And it's not. <laughs> it's a form of self-destruction, self-sabotage. Yeah. And what 
you know, fix that is just communication. We were created to survive in a community. So there has to be a level of give and take. It needs to be equal. And yes, I, I am a servant. I love to give. But I realize that, you know, we, we can give to the point where we become empty. And so, again, it's about prioritizing our own self-care. But, you know, just like I give, I also need to be poured into. I can't just give, give, give all the time. You know, you don't want to be a person who take, take, takes all the time. It really right. has to be, it has to be equal in any yeah. relationship. And when it's not, there needs to be some communication. Yeah, yeah. You will, you will find people who are in relationships like this, which is, it's a lot. Because um, I, I have shows where I talk about how people who, who do this attract people with narcissistic traits because Whoa. they give so much. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> uh -oh. I need to write a book about that. That's a whole new talk show. That's a whole new, that's a whole nother episode. <laughs> but you know, it, it's like, um, and then I, and I'm going to wrap this one up. It, it's <laughs> like um, when, when you do that and you exist in these spaces and a lot of us do it, for years and years, you almost somewhat, you, in a lot of cases, build up resentment to your partner that doesn't even know what you're going through. <laughs> like you be mad yeah. at them and they be like, whoa, what's that? What, is, what is going on? They're like, yeah. two whole years, I've been, I've been pissed off and I never said anything. We got to do better people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we got to do better because, and I, I'm preaching to the, you know, I, I was like this most of my life where I felt like the world on my back was cool. I got this. This ain't this ain't nothing. But I but I I, I lived in existence since through several relationships where I knew I wasn't get I was, you know, it was probably like a 90-10 split my way. You know? Wow. And it's like I'm doing everything and I feel like I'm happy that they're happy, but am I happy? I need y'all to catch that. <laughs> Yeah. And you know something, Derek? I know of a lot of women who are independent and they want to be the boss. They want to make the decisions. They want to take care of everything. And then later down the line, they get mad because they're doing everything. And they're like, wait a minute. That was how you, that was a relationship that, that you created that. So <laughs> you've been that? hanging out, you've been hanging out on Clubhouse, I see. <laughs> those those rooms on there. Whew. Anyway, um, Love Tucker says, "Don't trigger the guest." <laughs> uh -oh. Yeah, um, Erica says, "Silently resentful," and the other person doesn't even know. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. You learn to passively pass. It's almost passive because you don't say anything. Weeks and months and years go by, and you learn to passively resent the person. Yeah. And then when you finally get tired of it, it's at a level where I mean you're yep. like ready to snap, and they're like, "What happened?" Like, <laughs> you know, you, you're like a, a bomb that just went off, that's ready to explode, and this is a, a, a communication issue that needed to happen a while ago, so yep. it didn't get to that point. That's yeah. why I try to champion on here, <laughs> right? To to. to to be careful about how we communicate, be careful about how we argue, and be careful about how we sometimes, a lot of times, hurt each other. That stuff doesn't go away. And if you're in a relationship, it has to be reciprocal. I know, I know, a lot of you guys like to take, 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 but that other person ain't. They not. I don't care if they smiling. It's not. It's not cool. <laughs> 
It's not cool. I'm representing all of them right now. It ain't cool. <laughs> um, so we have one, we have one more. This is funny that we're talking about triggers because that's the last tri- uh, yeah. being triggered from things from past relationships. Um, I did a show a long time ago, maybe like because we're coming up on on this. January's this two year anniversary. I want to say maybe like within the first few months of the show, I did a show about relationship PTSD and the stuff that you bring um, that we don't look at it like that. And I want you to talk about a little bit about um, when people, I'm going to try to frame it for you so I can put it in a pretty bow for you here. Um, We're going to talk, I want you to talk about mentally like when you when you're entering into a new relationship or a new situation and that person does something to trigger you when people experience that what should they be what what should they be looking for as far as like how it feels like what would be the red flag to say wait i'm being triggered versus i'm just gonna be pissed off and treat this person a certain way does that make sense um, you're saying you're asking knowing the difference between being triggered from a past relationship versus like versus a new just relationship. being pissed off because somebody did something and it's like like there had like okay so there has to be a point where it's a problem right, right? <laughs> and, and a lot of us don't recognize it because you know we may go through some physical we may go through something uh, uh mental that happens and what would that look like for somebody that's that's that doesn't know that that they're being triggered like i for an example if somebody um i don't want to go that far i was going to talk about some physical abuse but we're not going to go there tonight let's say somebody cheated on you and you found something in their cell phone and then you see your new person on the cell phone there's a there's a there's tears to anger so oh, it's yeah. like going going from zero to three thousand to me would be <laughs> a sign that maybe you need to look in the mirror because you really don't have any reason to treat that someone that you don't know. And so some of the things that would happen to people, I guess, is what I'm asking you that would make that would be the difference between regular old I didn't like that versus give me some scenarios at, at, at what these some of these triggers would look like for for men or women. Well, first of all, triggers from past relationships typically come from something that you haven't healed from. You know, there's a certain level of hurt or trauma, something that you have, someone or something that you have not forgiven and moved past. So that's number one. So you need to kind of resolve that. You need to give first, give yourself the space and the grace to feel, deal and heal (laughs) And, and if necessary, forgive. So that you don't carry any emotional baggage into a new relationship. You need to, you know, and and in the new relationship, also be open about the thing that happened in the past. Being open with the other with the other person in a safe, confidential, and no judgment zone. Hey, this is something that happened in my past relationship that really bothered me. And it's not about you you bringing your problems or your baggage to the new relationship. It's about you trusting that person enough to let them know so that they won't do the same thing. So yeah. it's kind of preventing that from happening. So I feel like the difference between 
the two scenarios that you gave is um, one one could be from is basically your reaction. If it's mm-hmm. a zero three thousand thing, okay, that's something that that's something that has to do with you, the individual. Something that you still need to work through. When the reaction is, you know, probably a little less dramatic. If the if the other individual this yeah, if you have something in your phone, how do I react to that? I can react in the space of hey, what's going on here? <laughs> Let's have a conversation. Let's make sure this isn't a misunderstanding. And if it's inappropriate, okay, I'm gone. Versus. Let me scream, yell, holler, fight, curse, <laughs> punch you in the throat, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All of that. <laughs> All of the above. <laughs> and then some. <laughs> yeah, I think um, I've seen it happen personally a couple of ways. I've seen the zero to 3,000, and then I've also seen people retreat. And I think, mm-hmm. like, that fear... And, and just to kind of bring it around to mental health, sometimes it causes anxiety and like panic attacks and because it feels mm-hmm. so much like the thing that you were, you know, that you dealt with trauma wise or something mm-hmm. that you fear may happen again. And oh, yeah. and that fight or flight, you know, that happens okay. with people. Um, a lot of people I talk to, they run before they even try to deal with it. Um, and then there's other people that that lash out and there's something going on. And, and I think when you sometimes are in it, you don't realize it, but you really have to take a step back. And like you said, it's you have to kind of step back and try to heal, try to deal with those things, especially if it happens. And I know this happens to a lot of people. It happens with one person and then you detach and then you do the same thing with the next person. Then you start to build a pattern oh, yeah. and then you're like, I wonder why people don't really like me. You got to look yeah, at the I, common denominator. If you're saying the same pattern and you're having the same issue, then I think you kind of do need to take a step back and have a level of self-awareness. It's so much easier to blame the other person. It is, yeah. but you also yeah. have to be like, okay. I mean, every relationship, every yep. single relationship is going to have issues and challenges. But again, it's all about our response and our reaction to them. Yeah, you have to you have to learn to be responsible for your actions, responsible for for your for your mental health, <laughs> no matter what that means. Um, and, and a lot of the work that I do here on the show is really just letting you peel back the layers to kind of see, like, I do have a pattern. It's like I always tell people it, it, once you get to a certain age and you look back on your life. And all the different relationships you've been in, it's it's a pattern there. You may not recognize it, but you're picking for a re- for certain types of people for a reason. A lot of times, they they they're very similar, and we'll be like, "Oh no, I dated different types of people." And I'm like, "But what happened? Oh, well, they all they all did this one thing, or they were all narcissists." And I'm like, "So all the narcissists find you? Some yeah. we gotta we gotta." Yeah. <laughs> It don't just be one or two. It'd be like five. And I'm like, wait. <laughs> wow. Narcissist yeah. bad, but we got to talk about why you keep choosing them. So, yeah. yeah we, one time. It's yeah. going to take one time. I only needed a relationship with a narcissist one time. And I learned from that. And I was yeah. like, you will not get me again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's those I, things. I, I yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So it, it's, it's, um, and I wanted to bring that point up too about the triggers and all of this other kind of stuff because it's such a psychological thing that happens 
that to, to the tone of the show that we don't think about it being mental health. We just know we got mad. We just know that that person might be in their phone talking to somebody, but I don't really know. And, and, and it messes with your head <laughs> and to the point where you start second guessing your own thoughts and, and, and it starts to become this thing. And you got to check that somehow, some way. And, and I would, I would be remiss if I did not say as both of us being mental health advocates that you may not have the answers yourself. You might need to go Absolutely. seek out. Absolutely. I'm going to let you talk to that. I am a huge advocate for getting professional, um, to seeking help from a mental health professional. I'm a huge, huge supporter of therapy, counseling, you know, whatever you want to call it, groups, um, support groups, um, educational, you know, educating yourself on mental health, learning about symptoms, learning about positive coping skills ways to deal with your stress and your symptoms in a positive way versus the the negative coping skills that we want to run to um also allowing yourself like i said giving yourself the space and the grace to be able to heal and feel (laughs) um Mm -hmm. and best decision i ever made and because i did that because i sought and went through and did my healing, my health. Because a lot of us don't even realize that we need it. I say go anyway, even if it's just to get a mental health checkup, go anyway, go regularly. Um, I feel like I am a man, I am in a, such a better place now. I am a, I feel like I am a better mother. I am a better career and businesswoman. I'm a better entrepreneur as a healed person than I was before. I'm a better mother. I, I even feel like I'm completely ready for the next relationship. I am prepared. Not saying that I am going to be this 100% perfect person. No, but I know how to deal with issues that come up in a relationship. I know how to better handle them from a better 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 space and a better place <laughs> right absolutely yeah this this um what you just said is, is amazing and, and i think this is what i also try to teach on this show um it's not really about feeling like you're going to solve everything when you even seek out help it's about absolutely. getting new tools absolutely the like, tools and the strategies to know how to tools handle and, exactly different things that come at you because again things are going to happen no relationship is perfect but you will be you will learn how to be um um how to handle those situations better and as a as a parent child relationship as a you know and and spousal relationships and dating relationships and business relationships um friendships family siblings parents all of that you will learn how to be able to um, you also, you know, be, be better with um, your your responses when conflicts happen, and also to have be quicker to forgive because you yeah. are feeling all of that. You are uprooting it, <laughs> dealing with yeah. it, and healing it. And, and yeah, that, and, and, yeah, and it's absolutely, it's absolutely. Journey, but it works. <laughs> yeah, it's it's um, it's I, like I I'm an engineer by trade. Who knew that I would be on this path? Um, and, and even me saying that I'm a mental health advocate who knew, right? But it's right. so serious. Like, it's so serious that we, that we don't, you know, when we're dealing in these cycles of behavior that we don't 
lean into us thinking that we all know everything. Like we're not, a lot of these things, we're not born with this stuff. We, our parents don't show us the right way and all of this. Sometimes you gotta, you're going to have to bring in someone that deals with this stuff so that they can, so that they can map it out for you because who wants to continue for the rest? I always say it like this for the rest of your life, dealing with the same behavior that you know hasn't changed since you was like 25. Like we gotta, we gotta, (laughs) we gotta, we have to. And now, now, like I always tell people, now we have a lot of resources that are at your fingertips. You can't say, I don't know um, where to go, or I don't know how to Google something, or I don't, I don't, I I watched the Relationship Gumbo podcast show, or I looked at, people are out here shouting from the rooftops, please get help, please get help. There's resources out here for you, and we need to take this thing serious. It's not about being crazy. It's about being uh, being a, a more productive human being and showing up in your life, whether it's the family, even even for yourself in a better way so that we can grow. I'm all about growth on this show, whether it's your personal life, your relationship needs to grow, everything needs to grow. So uh, I'm going to read um, a couple of comments and then we're going to wrap this up because we know it's past your bedtime. We want to make sure we get you tucked in at a, at a decent hour tonight. Um <laughs> Love Tucker says, learning how to unpack your own luggage with, with yourself is a huge benefit of therapy tools. Yeah. Um, dope dope discussion with Erica says, therapy should be a normal routine thing that we do just like going to the dentist. Yes. Love it. I love that. Uh, I'll just read a couple. Um, sure. Givers have a hard time choosing themselves. That is true. I got Will the passport and the stamps on that one. Say it again. <laughs> Givers are accustomed to putting themselves yes last. yes Third. absolutely absolutely mm-hmm. um because i my daughter even told me today right remember i told you i took today off and i was like um you know you I, I took today off and she was like finally you did it so she knows <laughs> <laughs> she knows yes so when our children know when our children yeah see, yeah she you know, literally said yeah, yeah, I was like, wow. And she's she's 12, but she was just like, dad, when are you going to take off of work? Because <laughs> she sees all of the movements and all the stuff I be doing. Going, and she's like, and you, like... And you know what? And now you can put yourself in a space where you model the behavior that you want her to have. There it is. There it is. Yeah, there it is. You don't want her to have this workaholic mentality. You want her to say, "No, I'm, I'm taking time out for myself." Exactly. Exactly. We got, and that, and that's the other. That's another larger, even larger thing, is what we model to our kids. Absolutely, I totally. Agree. <laughs> that's a whole. That's a whole show series for a week right there. Yeah, because <laughs> what we talk about is we talk about oh. I want to create financial abundance. I want to leave a legacy. I want to impact the world. But what we're modeling to them is that you have to have this hustle, hustle, work hard, don't get no sleep mentality. And we don't want to teach our kids that. That's that's not yeah. what we want them to model. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I 100% agree. So we're going to wrap this up. This was amazing. I'm it glad was. that you that you took a little bit out of your schedule to share with your boy tonight. Um, it's it's been a pleasure so I want if you have any um, last any words you want to give to people about anything in general and then after that I want you to tell people how to find you sure absolutely 
I want to end with um, just stressing the fact that um, mental health is just as important as physical health. Just like you would go to the doctor to take care of anything that was ailing you, we need to have that same mentality about our mental health and our emotional wellness. Um, when it comes to relationships, I think, you know, if any type of relationship, I think it's important, number one, to always prioritize yourself, your self-care and your mental health. Um, First, because if you don't take care of yourself, you cannot take care of anyone or anything else. Number two, in relationships, when it comes to relationships, I think it's always important to practice active listening, which means not saying anything, not trying to fix. The best communication is when you can just listen without um, um, responding yeah. <laughs> or anticipating what you want to say. Number three is, in terms of relationships, is respecting the other person's feelings. You don't have to agree with what they say. As a matter of fact, you might disagree with 99% of what they say, but you at least have to respect their feelings and their point of view. Number four is to be able to like or love unconditionally, <laughs> no conditions. And then lastly, I know we talked about this a little bit, but um, this creative creating a supportive environment in yep. which you can have this um, this safe, um, confidential, no judgment zone. So, you know, a lot of times we want to be able to say something, but we don't. We are afraid to because we fear retaliation, revenge, or you're going to go back and tell my business. We lack trust issues. So I think those are some mental health, just five little mental health things that I think can help in in, in different types of relationships. Um, that can kind of help, you know, um, with that and, and helping their relationship to be successful. Right. And in terms of how to find me, I think the best way to find me, first of all, I'm Rhonda M. Wood on all social media platforms, all social media platforms, Rhonda M. Wood. So that's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Clubhouse. Um, but I think the best way to find me is um, 10krhonda.com, 10krhonda.com. You can find my website. You can connect with me on social media. You can um, send me a message. You can contact me, uh, send me a message or DM me. Um, you can even download my free gift. I have a gift, a uh, free downloadable that talks about, I think it's seven tips to identify your passion and your, um, your, your purpose and your passion. And so all of that is at 10krhonda.com. Amazing. <laughs> so so I, wanna, I have a comment too. Um, uh, what you said about about the last uh, number four point that you had about just basically having a non-judgmental environment and, and mm -hmm. having a safe space to to kind of share and speak that covers the gamut of everything we talked tonight about tonight wow. coming home even when you're dealing with that stuff and having a, a partner a supportive partner that says mm -hmm. it's okay let's let's talk about it. and then you say you know what I am stressed because you feel comfortable in that environment. Yeah. So I thought that that was, that was a, a very key um, topic. Um, the other thing, the 10krhonda.com, sorry, shameless plug. When yeah. I met her, right, I thought I, like, hit, I'm gonna give you like a 60 second story time, guys. 
So I'm I'm this tech dude, right? I got my little I got the little electronic card with the little with the little QR code on it and, and you could tap it on the back of the phone and I'm like, yeah. And then she pulls out this 10K Ronda thing and she's like, I got mine too. But it's like and I was I looked at that thing and I was like, this woman came out here. To, she she's a she she gets yeah. it, this networking thing. Yeah. I had my QR code too, yes. This, I had yeah, my this, digital card too, yes. Yes, people. You know what? You got you got to be ready so you don't have to get ready. That's all I'm. Exactly. If I was I was as a as a tech guy, I was impressed because I was because I was still trying to figure out like what's the best. Like I wasn't gonna order no business card because it's just it gets crazy. So I was like, what's the best way? I found this thing and I ordered. It, but then when I saw yours, I was like, that's even better because look at all of this stuff. And I was I was impressed. So make sure y'all go there and check that out. And click on everything. There's so much stuff on there. <laughs> she telling you to go to the gift. Click everything. This she everywhere. Trust me. Um, <laughs> I, I'm gonna read Lisa just because she's Lisa. I'm gonna read Lisa Phillips because we are gonna have her on the show too, guys. So remember that name. She coming soon. I just I gotta contact her. She says I think the stress of going through the pandemic helped bring forth the mental issues people have been dealing with for years. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know, I said at the at, at sort of. After a few weeks of the pandemic, I said, you know what? Anybody who doubted or didn't have any type of mental health issue probably has one now. <laughs> because th there was just too much going on. There was there was the physical, uh, a social isolation and physical distancing. And we were sort of isolated. We had to stay in the house like we were in timeout. You know, we couldn't touch people. You couldn't go near people. You had to wear masks all the time. There was this fear and anxiety of getting sick. There was the issue about, am I still going to keep my job? There was financial stress. There was physical stress. There was health. There was, you know, sadness and depression because you couldn't go to school and go. I mean, it was definitely there. It was definitely there. You know, the symptoms were rising. They said they were getting lots of phone calls. Um, uh, mental health organizations were getting a lot of calls and a lot of cases. Therapists all of a sudden were, were you know, <laughs> in business again, <laughs> had lots more client, clients they hadn't heard from in a while, all of a sudden coming back. So absolutely, yeah. Lisa, I want to agree yeah. with you. And I and yeah. I, I think um, just real quick on that topic, and then we literally really going to get out of here this time. I um, <laughs> For me personally, it, mm. it let me realize that like there's certain things that I that that I I use to to cope with stress and purge like going out and, and and being social and those type of things and then I also claim the introvert so I'm like yeah I'm an introvert I'm in here and then that moment mm -hmm. happened when I was like I can't go anywhere and purge this stress like how I've been doing for uh, like probably decades and when you took that away you really oh. got to see how you really deal with the mental things that happen and it ain't it's not pretty i was like like i was like i can't go and talk to people in person like we was doing all these little happy hours on zoom and all this other crazy we we was trying to figure it out right we we was figuring it out but i'm like i can't hand out a business card i can't have a conversation i can't go and i was like i need i need to be around people and I never realized how much until then, because like I said, I claim I, 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 you put me in this little, <laughs> this little office and give me an internet or give me a TV show, I'm good, but not yes. for a year. Yeah. So. Yeah, you don't have to create a, a brand new normal. 
Yeah, um, yeah. A brand new mom, and I think, um, you know, a lot of um, mental health diagnoses, undiagnosed mental health issues came to the surface. Yes, sure. absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So, mm -hmm. so we're going to wrap this up, everybody. Make sure you go to relationshipgumbo.info and click on everything. I'm not even going to tell you what to click on. The other thing that you that you really have to do, too, is I'm also a part of a men's panel on every Monday called Real Shop Talk. Make sure that y'all go to that website. All of our profiles are there. We have some amazing shows. We populate that. It's like a little link page, but we populate that with the newest flyer um, every week. So the, oh, uh -oh. the next flyer is coming out probably, uh, I would say, tomorrow. And we just talk about men's stuff. We, we talk about how men think about different topics and and really get underneath the hood. That's why I love these brothers so much, because we get underneath. We did have some tears last Monday. Wow. And, and every, it, it, it was you get to see some real men talk, talk about real things. So I'm, I'm very proud that I'm associated with that show. So I wanted to actually like set a little second aside for that. So make sure you check that out, too. And on that note, guys, we done. Thank you again, Rhonda, for sharing your time and, and your insight with us. And, and hopefully we'll have you back again one of these days. We got to get Lisa on, on deck. So we're going to be talking to her soon. And yeah, this was good. Informational. Hopefully you guys got value. Make sure you share this out. Make sure you get people on the replay. And we're going to get out of here. And I also, um, I want you guys to be safe, please. <laughs> Certain yeah. parts of the country, y'all wilding out. I need for y'all to be safe. I need for you to take care of yourself. And like I, I said um, earlier today, when I, I think I went live on, on Instagram for a few minutes, um, whether you're vaccinated or not, just be safe. I'm Absolutely. not going to tell you what to do because I don't want nobody coming for me. But make sure, <laughs> make sure you take care of yourself, especially the, the elderly and the young ones. And take care of yourself. Just make sure you're safe out here. So on that note, we're out of here. We will see you next week, same time, same place. Have a great night. Okay, everybody wants good love. That's true, I know. Derrick Jones about to break it down with the relationship gumbo. Welcome to the podcast. Ain't no doubt we all need this, ayy. Cause better relationships need better ingredients, ayy. So if you want better relations, it's about communication. Finding love, staying together. We all want to make it better, yeah. Derrick Jones, the host, your relationship coach. Thank you all for tuning in. Relationship gumbo.